This is your Week in Gaming, episode 29, recorded for the 12th of January, 2024, to bring you all the latest news from the world of gaming. On today's episode of the podcast, we talk Monster Hunter Wild, New Prince of Persia, God of War rumors, and amazing digital wild. Hello everybody and welcome to the very first episode of 2024 and by that I mean just a full episode if you didn't know there was a little mini episode that we had pre-recorded a little while ago that released last week Friday but the first one of 2024 and uh, I'm joined this week by Samantha. Hello Uh, it's your week in gaming if you weren't sure Andrew didn't (laughs) actually say it so just you know. Yeah, if you just randomly clicked on another link to another podcast and you don't know that this was, uh, well, then welcome, I guess. But yes, this is your week in gaming. And uh, we've got another gamer on the other podcast with us today. Uh, Smurf, say hi to everybody again. Hello, everybody. Again. (laughs) Again. (laughs) If you don't know, Smurf was uh, a guest on a prior episode back when we did a little bit of a Soulsborne theme. Um, but uh, we decided that for the first full episode that uh, we wanted to have a friend back on the other show, and he uh, regretfully had to say yes to us, I guess. <laughs> I was bullied. Yeah. We, we, we bullied this, him the into gaming the gaming community. It's toxic, right? Super Truly. toxic. All of us gamers, you know, we, we forced him into submission to do it. Uh, if you cannot see him at the moment, he's actually in chains and stuff uh, with the mic like, directly in his face and forced to speak. That's just course. Andrew's kink, guys. Don't worry about it. <laughs> if, so tech issues and everything aside, there's a lot of news that we want to get through. So you know what? Let's just start 2024 off with a bang. With some gaming news now, and Capcom has revealed some more news relating to the hit series Monster Hunter with the new Monster Hunter Wilds being set for release in 25. Fans of the series can expect to hear more news coming in summer. So mid-year for, for us, Southern hemisphere people uh, this year uh, the, video, the video that was published by the team developing monster hunter was released and people are super hyped as it appears to have uh, many iconic monsters one being rathalos um which will be part of the uh, the game as a big fan of the monster hunter games and and about as close to a souls like or souls born game that i will get to play um i'm super excited for this um also if you play raid shadow legends you'll probably know that there's a little collab uh, that has been done between monster hunter and raid shadow legends so if you do play but you haven't seen it go and check it out big fan of monster hunter world hate rathalos he's ap- he, you know, like in monster hunter world and iceborne he was painful um but super keen to for another monster hunter game they are so beautiful so much fun as well Funnily enough, we were actually talking about this on Smurf stream the other day because you're going to start doing that on Fridays, right, Monster Hunter? Yeah, as soon as I'm done with the RE4 remake, hopefully we finish it up this week. So next week we start Monster Hunter World. And I was saying that like this is one of those games. It's one of the many games that I find aesthetically pleasing. It's a beautiful game. I like to watch it. I cannot play it. It involves combos. My hands do not do that. All right, fighting games, Monster Hunter, the the, the fingers just do not do the do. So uh, I will be watching Smurf stream it, but I I don't think I'm going to be playing it Ho- much. Hopefully it goes well. It's 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 a lot of fun. Um, is it going to be your first time playing a Monster Hunter game? I actually started with World quite a while ago. It was not too long, I guess, after it launched. Mm-hmm. Um, the free version came out. I think it was on Game Pass. Uh, and I started playing it, but no one wanted to play with me. Like, no one wanted to play with me. And I finally got someone to play with me. And um, the issue with it is you've got to watch the cutscenes 
and I've got to watch cutscenes, and then we could co-op. So it's just this like big hassle just to get going. So I kind of dropped it, and I definitely regret dropping it. Like it was, I sucked at it, but it was fun. And then I played Rise. Rise was a bit. Rise wasn't. I'm, I'm not going to say it was easy, but compared to where Rise felt like super easy, and mm. I just didn't get into it. Like what I was expecting wasn't what we got. Yeah, like, I don't. I, I didn't enjoy world, basically. Yeah, I didn't enjoy Rise as much, but uh, Monster Hunter World and Iceborne, I mean, I just went to Steam now just to go and see. I've got about 300 hours in the game. Uh, I, I loved yeah. yeah, I, I think I, I got it on the sale as well. But, like, I know that one of them was initially done for, like, um, I want to say handheld. I could be wrong, but it was done for, like, a different platform, and it was designed differently. I can't remember which one. So there are, like, some big differences between the two. I, like, went to my Monster Hunter World friends or Monster Hunter friends when I saw it was on sale, and I was like, which one do I get? Which one is better? And they were like, well. And then I got an essay, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to play the free one because I feel yeah. like that's just easier. <laughs> Monster Hunter fans, right? There you it's, go. Everyone's like that. I mean, you'll you go ask people in the Souls community, where do I start? And like they'll give you like Yeah. You know, the Final Fantasy game. community, am I right? <laughs> where do you start? <laughs> Same thing. But uh yeah, so if you enjoy Monster Hunter or you want to try Monster Hunter out, uh you know, it's a great time. Pick it up on a sale, get yourself ready for for uh Monster Hunter Wild. It looks pretty. It's going to hold all the things that we love in Monster Hunter and super, super excited for its release. Oh, Prince of Persia blowing up again. Sorry, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it Shut is up. blowing up again. Like everyone's going mad for it on Twitch at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. That wild top. Uh, Prince of Persia is set to be a true rebirth of the series. Whether or not that's a good thing is up to you. Ubisoft Montpellier describes Prince of Persia: The Lost Crown as plunging the franchise into fire and coming out with something new yet familiar. They assert that it will be its own thing, evidenced by the new protagonist, Sargon, the new story direction, and the Metroidvania approach. But uh, couldn't be something new if it weren't for every game that came before. Now I know what you're thinking. Metroidvania? Prince of Persia? Huh? Yeah, it's a little out there. I've watched the gameplay trailer, which I highly recommend doing if you're a fan of the series. And to be fair, it does look pretty sick. The graphics are way better than what you might expect from like a, a Hollow Knight or something in that vein. Um, and the abilities look really cool. He's still got like his time manipulation and stuff like that. Like it looks really cool. But I must admit I'm not a fan of the Metroidvania genre in general. And when you consider the success of previous Prince of Persia games, I'm just not convinced that this is going to live up to the legacy. A legacy which spawned a whole new genre and inspired games like Tomb Raider. Like, is this really the next step? Metroidvania? Yeah, it just doesn't appeal to me at all. You know, when I first heard, oh, a new Prince of Persia game, I was super excited. Hearing this now, Metroidvania, I'm like, hey, uh, yeah, it might not. Look, it might be, you know, it's going to be somebody's cup of tea, but it's definitely not mine. 100%. I'm I'm looking forward to how it turns out. Um, I as well am not a Metroidvania fan, um, <laughs> but then I played Hollow Knight, and Hollow Knight just it's phenomenal. Like if you haven't mm. played it, play Hollow Knight. After Hollow Knight, I went on to try Ori, and it didn't click. So I don't think I'm a fan of the genre. Definitely a fan of Hollow Knight. Cannot wait for Silk Song. So oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe like i enjoyed prince of persia right um i think i it was sands of time and what was the other the one sands uh, of time. Warrior, sands of time. 
Another one was Warrior Within, I think. Yeah. And then there was some, I think a title had Blood or whatever in it. I mean, those games are really old. I might have them yeah. somewhere. Those two, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed playing. Um, didn't get on, like, into the series from them. They were just really fun. So hopefully the theme, you know, going into a Metroidvania, maybe it works. Maybe it works. I'm definitely going to try it. Um, I've decided I do want to try a lot more new games. Kind of, yeah, over the years, I've just kind of, like, let the new stuff slide and I've just been playing a lot of the old things. Um, but I, I'm keen. Even though Hogwarts was... Yeah, let me try that again. <laughs> Even though Hogwarts Legacy was an overwhelmingly successful game, Avalon Studios has confirmed that there is no plan for any DLC for the game. Uh, whilst fans are sad to hear this, especially considering the huge potential for additional content, such as Quidditch, um, this should not, not necessarily be seen as a bad thing. Um, sales like what they achieved almost guarantees another game when you consider the tra other track records of other games, etc. Um, and a very well-known leaker called My Time to Shine Hello leaked that Hogwarts Legacy 2 is already in the works. Now, is just a rumor, but it is important to note that My Time to Shine Hello has a proven track record for big leaks, including ones related to the MCU or the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, our suggestion is don't expect the game until it's at least officially announced. Um, either way, if it does come true, it will, I will be a very happy wizard. I enjoyed Hogwarts Legacy. I would be so happy to play a Hogwarts Legacy 2 if it does come out. I will say, just on the point of Quidditch, they are busy making a new Quidditch World Cup game. So obviously that's like outside of Hogwarts Legacy, but I mean, it's not like it's something that isn't being explored by the Warner Brothers team. But I saw like there was an article about um, the the annual like earnings or whatever for Hogwarts Legacy, and it was through the roof. Like it, it remained one of the highest selling games of 2023. So there is a lot of support for that. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a second one. And a part of me is almost kind of glad that it's not going to be a DLC fest. Like, a new mm -hmm. game, I feel like, is actually a lot more fun because you get a whole... I mean, you're probably going to have to pay for a whole new game, but you get a whole new game. Like, that that's fine with me. Agreed. I've never been a fan of DLC. It just doesn't click with me. Like, when the game's done, I don't want to wait to be able to play more of the game I'm playing. I'll mm -hmm. happily buy a whole new game at full price, but then you're getting the experience of it's a new thing. DLC, yeah. mm -hmm. I've, I've mm -hmm. never been a fan. You sound like somebody who would also enjoy a game known as Baldur's Gate 3. A nice, full, <laughs> complete game with no DLCs. <laughs> but no, before we get no. into that, um, I'm just super... If, if it does turn out true that there is going to be Hogwarts Legacy 2, I'm going to be super excited. I think it'll be pretty dope. I never even finished the first one. Mostly because, like, mm -hmm. open world games are very overwhelming for me. Uh, that's why I'm now playing Tomb Raider on stream. Like, give me linear, single-player story. This is where you go. This is what you do. There are no red herrings. If there is a piece of wall that you can climb onto, there is a reason it's there, right? It's not just there to put you off. Like, everything just makes sense. I love that. But I love the story of Hogwarts Legacy, and I think that the, the game itself had a lot to offer. So I would probably play a second one anyway, and then, like, stop 70% of the way through. You know, the standard. <laughs> Uh, there are two rumored God of War games that could be revealed in 2024, including a possible half-sequel focused on Atreus. 
The major rumor here is the possible half-sequel around Atreus. Fans of the series got a taste of playing this character in God of War Ragnarok, and it was received very well by the community at large. So if we are getting a half-sequel, it would make a lot of sense if it was based around Atreus, especially as Ragnarok made it very clear, spoiler alert, that Kratos and Atreus would be going their separate ways for a time. That's a spoiler for me. I never played the second game. So, But anyway, uh, the next rumor, and most exciting for me, is that the original trilogy might be receiving a remake. It's unclear if it will be a true remake or simply a remaster for current gen or if it'll ever be ported to PC as with... Um, I wrote you the two newest. We're still waiting to hear about Ragnarok. I'm hoping they'll port it. But obviously the, the one right before that, they did port for us. So that would be cool. But either way, I'm really excited. Uh, this is one of those defining series from my childhood. So if this is true, I'll be stoked. Putting aside the rumors for a moment, there's a lot of confirmed news for us fans of the series to be excited about, like the live action series currently in development by Amazon. So here's my question to you guys. Who is playing Kratos? It's going to have to be somebody bald with a beard, right? <laughs> is it, though? Vin Diesel. Yeah, just put Vin Diesel in everything. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I don't uh, like... When they do things like this, or, or they kick off like a new franchise, I don't like it when they put named actors in. I like it when where it's a nobody, and you can like connect them to the character that they're trying to build. You put... I mean, you put Vin Diesel in it, and like... <laughs> you know, you think fun, work, you think right? Fast and Furious, right? <laughs> family. Yeah. <laughs> you think family. Boy, family. <laughs> yeah, you, what do you mean? It'd be great. <laughs> I, I know they were thinking about, I mean, people have, have spoken about um, putting Christopher in it since he does the voice. Oh, yeah. But he, when you see him on stage and you see him like talking like IRL, he doesn't come across as a Kratos type, a bit of a teddy bear. <laughs> there, so there's a, a cool article uh, that Dave, Dave, that uh, Game Rant did with some really, really good options, right? Like um, Jared Butler, who did uh, Leonidas in 300, right? He's already got the whole Greek hero thing down. Uh, one of my favorite potentials was Alexander Skarsgård. Uh, I, I am in love with that man. He's one of the most beautiful men on the planet. I don't care what role he's in, man. I'll watch that movie. I am down like a clown. There were some really like interesting options, like Idris Elba, which I I don't know if that works for me. Um, I don't know if that works for me. But there's a lot of like really cool options. Idris does. Um, he does like action stuff, but I can't. I can't see it working. Like I going to just see Idris. And I think for a role like this, they need a nobody so he can, from the ground up, build this character. Just stick in Batista. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to have to grow a majestic beard before then. That's fine. Just get a stick on. CGI. Easy clap. Boy. <laughs> Boy. They're going to they're gonna have to have that nailed down. But uh, yeah, uh, excited for some God of War games. So mm -hmm. yeah. I'm I'm very keen if the if the remake and or remaster is true, that's what I'm more interested in. Yeah, um, I never played them as a kid. I was yeah I played Ninja Garden. I was like, why am I going to play God of War? I've got an Xbox. I'll play Garden. It 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 was good, but I did go back and pick up. There was like a, a collection they did. I think on the PS3. I did go back and get that. And I got as far as like number two. And there was a section in number two where you've got to get a translator. You've got to like get him across to a stone. He's got to do his job and you've got to protect him. 
and I could not beat that. And it pops up, right? If you're struggling, it pops up. It's like, you're a bit of a bitch. Do you want us to turn the difficulty <laughs> down? I was like, screw you, game. And, and I said no, and I stopped playing. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, how dare you? Oh, that's why I start every game I play on, like, the easiest possible mode. <laughs> game got sass, bro. Game got sass. All right. Um, next up, Sam's soon-to-be successes. So if you're Get a fan <laughs> if you're a fan of crafting and survival game Valheim, then Bellrite might be the game you want to put on your Steam wishlist. For one thing, this game is being published by Snail Games. Uh, this is the company best known for the Ark franchise, which many of you will know is one of the more established and creative survival crafting series on the market. Uh, here's where Bellrite makes a deviation from Ark. It's targeting a realistic experience, placing players in a grounded medieval world. It also has a large focus on narrative, presenting a tale of political intrigue, corruption, and mystery. So why did I bring up Valheim? Because Bellrite looks like the love child of Valheim and Mount and Blade. The game will allow players to recruit followers, liberate villages and towns, lead troops into battle, very similarly to Mountain Blade. But in contrast, Bellrite looks to be offering a rather robust settlement building system, allowing players to customize their towns, build their defenses, manage resources, fend off enemy forces, much like what you're what you'd be a bit more familiar with in Valheim. The major difference here is just how integral the story narrative is going to be in the game. In similar games, the story is really secondary and somewhat vague and interpretable. In Bellrite, the game kicks off with the player character being framed for the murder of the kingdom's prince, which forces them to live as a refugee or as a fugitive. It looks to be a beautiful harmony of the survival craft genre and the single-player linear stories that we cherish from our youth because no one makes them anymore because everybody makes open-world games and it's driving me nuts. This indie game <laughs> is set to launch in Q1 of 2024, so best add it to your wish list now. That is around the corner. Q1 yes. ends in March. We are it's... in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we are in Q1 and we're all like you know we're already like a what is it a sixth of the way through. So, like, it's it's around the corner. Uh, Valheim, I really enjoyed. Uh, it's a game that is, personally, uh, I feel, is better with friends. Uh, never really played Mountain Blade. Uh, didn't really play Ark. So, I might just give this a look first before I go and start dipping my toes into it. I mean, I did, I mentioned a, a promising playable, uh, you know, last year of Alan Wake 2, which uh, mm. I do have now. And I will be playing it. And I will be giving some feedback on the Spoopy games, which I absolutely have this love-hate relationship with. True. <laughs> I've never. I, I, I wasn't a fan of the genre. I do play a little bit of Velham. I have no idea what the story is. <laughs> like, neither do I. like I said. <laughs> but like you say, it is good with friends. And when you want to just chill out and just like talk nonsense with the homie, but you want to like mm -hmm. do something... You can just, mm -hmm. it's just mindless. You go and you, you know, farm out what you need to farm out. Go and build what you need to build. It's great. I, I do enjoy Valheim. Uh, so I'll probably look into this, especially if it's got a bit more of a story. Like everything I play, especially recently, the story is kind of in the background and you got to go out of your way to really figure it out. You know, by design, it's what they want you to do. I just... Honestly, bro, tell me the story, bro. Explain it to me like I'm a three year old. <laughs> tell me why I'm picking up the stone. Like, it must have some significance. <laughs> ELI5. 
All right. So as always, there's a lot of news that we haven't been able to cover this week. So in our quick fire special mention segment, Elon Musk plans to introduce live stream monetization on Twitter, uh, positioning it as a competitor to Twitch. Uh, Musk outlined Twitter's revenue sharing model, which allows content creators to benefit from advertising revenue and offers features like tipping and paid subscriber plans. Twitch, but worse. Uh, Call of Duty Mobile <laughs> announces a new crossover with classic fairy tales for its upcoming season, which sounds sick. Uh, releasing new skins and weapon blueprints as premium battle pass rewards. The Soldier's Tale season will introduce the multiplayer map Atrium, and players can participate in a thousand in the 1,000 Blades event to collect daggers and exchange them for exclusive items. World of Warcraft Classic is intru- introducing Phase 2 of Seasonal Discovery on February 8th. Featuring a new level cap, raid, and secrets, Season of Discovery brings twists to the classic formula, including discovering runes that change class gameplay and participating in world PvPVE events. You see, this is the work of us making him do some work <laughs> while he's here. <laughs> I told, you know what? He told me he couldn't read, so I told him he had to learn. So well done. You know, yeah, really quick turnaround. Nice, 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 nice. <laughs> Good job, good job. BlizzCon 2023 revealed plans for Diablo 4's future content updates, with the highlight being the teaser for Vessels of Hatred, the first major expansion coming in late 2024. The new class in Vessels of Hatred, likely called the Spiritborn, and described as a glaive-wielding character who can utilize natural elements for combat, combining elements of the Amazon and Druid classes from previous Diablo games. It's Illidan. It's, It's Illidan. You are not prepared. <laughs> we are not prepared. Uh, according to the latest rumors, Sea of Thieves may be coming to PlayStation 5, expanding beyond the Xbox ecosystem. That one is very interesting. I cannot believe it. But a job <laughs> listing suggests that the sequel to Lies of P will be built using Unreal Engine 5. The sequel to Lies of P is expected to be released exclusively on newer hardware, allowing the developers to push the visuals even further and may draw inspiration from other fairy tales. Ooh, ooh! Quite ooh. fitting that the uh, the souls souls like person delivers the souls like news, right? Ooh. Love that. <laughs> ooh! <laughs> Blizzard is preparing major nerfs for Malga in response to complaints from the Overwatch Two community. The buffs uh, applied to Malga in the December update made the hero severely unbalanced. Blizzard unbalanced? Surely not. <laughs> No ways. This is not the, no, not this company. No ways. Not my blizzard. Small indie not company. My blizzard. <laughs> not my blizzard. Uh, this is really cool. Microsoft announced that it will introduce a new key to the Windows keyboard, the Copilot key. This marks the first addition to Windows keyboards since Microsoft introduced the Windows key in 1994. Microsoft revealed its Copilot AI assistant for Windows in 2023, an AI chatbot that is intertwined with the Windows 11 operating system. Now, my question is, where? It probably as part of a shift or something. No space. <laughs> no, no. You know what? No, no, there is a space. It'll probably make your space bar smaller and put it next to there. <laughs> don't you dare. Microsoft, don't you dare. Smaller. I mean, this is basically a quick key for Clippy. Right? They just bring them. <laughs> so now Basically. we can just bring them up whenever we want. It probably. Yeah. I it's just a better Cortana. Like walking around through the office. Everybody hates Clippy, right? No one's going to like this. Someone turns around, <laughs> boom, on their keyboard, turn back, there's Clippy, just ready to go. <laughs> Clippy time. 
Lastly, updates have been released for Phasmophobia, as well as the latest gaming sensation, Lethal Company. They're mostly quality of life changes, but if you're interested, then make sure to go check it out. And in this week's news that nobody cares about, uh, fans of the Rockstar series, Grand Theft Auto are looking at all the animals that are coming out to the new game, GTA 6. Now, if you're unaware, the game is set to take place in uh, Vice City, basically Florida, right? And if you know anything about Florida, it can be a wild place. If you want an example, type in your birth date and type in Florida man and wild stories <laughs> will probably come up. Or Florida woman, whichever the one is. Nevertheless, wild stories will pop up. Uh, now, thanks to Paolo IZ on GTA forums, uh, us animal lovers can finally find out all the wildlife that we could possibly see in the game. And the non-exclusive list is, uh, there's a herring gull, loggerhead turtles, bottlenose dolphin, uh, tiger shark, uh, brown pelicans, American flamingos, spotted ducks, miniature pincher, uh, pink heron, green iguana, West Indian manatee, North American alligator, key key deer, wild pig, and some unknown urban birds. Clearly, as gamers are really just wanting new games, if we're resorting to wildlife watching digitally at this point to find <laughs> what we can see. So the main reason I put this in, right? So I'm sitting, I'm chilling, like chilling out in Smurf stream last night while I'm busy, like putting the sheet together. And I'm going through all of the news articles and so many of them, bro, I'm seeing things like, what did this mean in Harry Potter 3? Like, what did this mean in Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 2? Like, bro, it is 2024. Game Rant clearly ran out of things to write about. And when I found this one, I was like, nah, I'm just, I'm so done. So somebody <laughs> went and found all of the ga- all of the animals that you can find in GTA. So if for some reason you cared, now you know. Yeah, clearly ES news is not enough for anybody that uh, we're now doing animal watching. Uh, and that's probably the only source of vitamin D some of us gamers get by looking at games in the sun or looking at things outside in the sun, inside. What? Outside. <laughs> touch the virtual grass. <laughs> touch virtual grass. <laughs> I think Andrew needs to go touch some grass. Clearly, I need to get out. <laughs> Well, that about rounds up our news and gaming this week. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode 29 of Your Week in Gaming. It is 2024, and uh, it's going to be a wild, wild year of of gaming if if the games that have been announced for this year is anything to go by. You can find us on socials at YWIG Podcast and by email to weekendgamingpodcast at gmail.com. I'm Andrew, and you can find me at my name is Pengu. I'm Sam, and you can find me at Nari Mizuki, also streaming on Twitch. Yo. Shameless plug. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> and Smurf, where can people find you on the interwebs? Ooh, Twitch, Monday to Friday, GMT plus two from about half past five-ish. Um, but I'm also on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, I think. And YouTube, I'm going to be starting with all that. We've got to get it going this year. Uh, at It's Smurf, I-T-Z-S-M-E-R-F. Yeah, he's uh, he's really good, but he does lie to his Twitch chat about it being a hitless run. And I watched <laughs> him get hit a good couple of times last night when uh, he was playing his Dark Souls. <laughs> I watch him throw himself off of things, man. He's like, I'm just going to fall off of this repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Hitless. <laughs> Our next episode will be out on Friday, 19 January 2024 at 7am GMT plus 2 and across all major podcast platforms. We'll see you next week, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Peace.